This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Hello, and welcome to the Theology Gaming Podcast. My name is Zachary Oliver, the owner and proprietor of the Theology Gaming Blog, and with me today are two special guests. Hi, everybody. I am M. Joshua Caller. That's all I have to say. And I am the community <laughs> manager, Brian Hall. CM. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Lord yeah, so. and master of us all. <laughs> he waves and sips his soda. <laughs> <laughs> he waves from his citadel. <laughs> Behold, serfs. So I think that, Is it just me, or is this the first time that we've had, like, our, our uh, theology gaming secret uh, Inquisitor meeting team all together at one time? The... The oh, trifecta wow. lords, what do you call us? Oh, well, is, if you didn't know, we're like... Zach, uh, Zach is a T, Brian is the G, I'm the U. Uh, yeah, kind of sort of. <laughs> Assuming that those letters corresponded to anything at all, yes. I bring the game, yo. That's what this is about. Yeah, we well, are the Theo Game Bro Trio. Yeah, that's right. As it says on Facebook. Works for me. <laughs> awesome. So um, because oh, of the fact that we have like our group up. together... This is actually a perfect time to reflect on. Um, we've actually got kind of a community going. We got like a good crew. We got a. How did that happen? Yeah, I think it's ev- everyone just randomly doing their own thing, and somehow God miraculously brought it all together. I was like, "Hey, look, you're together." Yeah, we're here. <laughs> look, you know, like we were all very much separate, but then somehow over a period of yeah, leave me alone. When did this start? June June fourth, I want to say, is when I started the blog, right? Oh, so, 2012. Yeah. So it would be three years ago. Yeah. Wow. And over that yeah. period of time, we've just been... Like in a relationship now. Yeah. This is a commitment. And then we started <laughs> yeah. with... Then we started the TGU, and then that expanded. When, then... when did when did the TGU officially start? I don't even remember. It's like, it's always been there for me. Uh, I remember Brian started a Facebook group. It was called For God So Love the Gamer, and he invited a ton of people into it, and then... It was kind of like silent. And he still does. He still loves the gamer, and he loves you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. You should put that in, like, your Facebook wall. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Hall's official motto. And then that started, and then eventually we decided we wanted to integrate that group more with Theology Gaming. It was about synergy, really. Yeah. Synergy. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's what we call in marketing branding. Yeah. Brand bu- messaging. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Yeah, it's buzz marketing. And, was, uh, and then they then they joined up and then yeah theology gaming university there you go yeah so Boom. We, we've we've been together as a crew for a while now and i gotta admit there's a lot of like really great relationships yeah, sure. and a lot of really unique things that have come out of that um honestly like i'm i've not been on this podcast for a while because i've been also uh doing the radiance podcast with thomas henschel who i also met through the theology gaming university so I think that there's been lots of like theology gaming university babies. Yeah, um, been connecting babies. people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Muppet Babies, except a little more uh, yeah. adult like. Yeah, yeah, kind of like uh, the uh, the Talos principle of Muppet Babies. Like t- what Talos principle is to Portal, we are we are to the Muppet Babies. Yeah. Okay, this metaphor has gotten really weird. So. <laughs> it's not even a metaphor anymore. It's just a jumble of words. I am so sorry. Yeah, I, I, I need to I need to take a step back. How about this? How about this? Um, Brian, what have you been playing lately? <laughs> video games. Yay! I've been playing video games. No, I've been playing 
right, Rocket the- League. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like Rocket League is the, the Dude, hit. Dude, so, so Wyatt and I, we've been playing Rocket League together. So we'll play split screen and we'll – Wyatt's my six-year-old. Yeah. And so we play uh, split screen and we'll play against two other bots. And so the whole time I'll just sit there. I suck at this game. I suck at this game. And that's all I say out loud. Well, now he's kind of gotten to where he's saying it. And so now I'm realizing that we need to have positive team-based <laughs> communication as we're going. So I'll tell him, dude, you're doing a really good job. And he might not be. But I'm still I'm, – I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to be a good parent at this point. But that game's hard. There's a lot of nuance to the way you can shoot goals. And oh, yeah. If I just keep looking at him like... A, I a little tiny bit of pressure or a little tiny like missed jump and you're like over the ball. It's over. Yeah. Really but, good uh, game though. Zach, you need yeah. it. You want it. Yeah. You should have already bought it. Yeah, you really, <laughs> you really should have. Um, no, it, five it's out of total, five. Yeah. It's total peer pressure game right now, considering it is um, – now, you guys know me a little bit. Everyone listening probably doesn't know that. I, I can't stand online multiplayer games. Like, At all? Competitive well, no, online it's, multiplayer? It's not, yeah, it's, it's not that I can't stand them. It's that I, I, I really don't prefer them. Like, you've had a hard time getting me into Heroes of the Storm uh, multiplayer in general. This game ever. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. <laughs> but I have it, – it, it's hard for me to commit to playing a game online. And yet, when I when I play Rocket League, and all the things that I don't like about online multiplayer, most most notably the fact that other people see how terrible I am, <laughs> <laughs> and and that's like on full display for everyone. Look, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, good um, thing. Yeah, uh, I I'm not a, a terribly huge fan of that experience. I I already went to high school. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, high school. Yeah, dread, dread um, locks. horrible okay. to so many of us. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, I didn't have dreadlocks until after high school. I had, I just had oh. the epically long hair, um, but <laughs> I did, I did, yeah. I had. Uh, he used it I, to whip people. Well, Our no, I, 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 that was after. That was in college. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, as Rocket, you were saying, <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying now. Rocket League is awesome. Rocket League. Um, it, it, it just everything that is the social anxiety of online multiplayer games is out. I can just be awesome or terrible at the game, and no one can say anything at me. No. Nope. Um, yeah, I mean, it does look like a lot of fun. I mean, no, no. obviously, I need it to actually feels, play it. It feels fun as you're playing it. Yeah, so technically, I mean, the game is just solid. I saw the trailer last week, and I put it in my trailer roundup, which uh, I'm really looking forward to. It's going to be a big reveal when I share what website it's going to be. Go- my trailer roundups are going to be going on. Um, but what I do with that, the best trailer of last wait, week wait. was Rocket. Who, who are you herding cattle with now, Josh? Who am I herding cattle with? Yeah, you're having a trailer roundup, which is cowboy uh, speak there. Yeah, I forgot. We're, I'm talking to a Texan. <laughs> it's been 11 years. Help me. <laughs> Howdy, partner. But yeah, so, but Rocket League's trailer snagged me right away. Just that, that shot in the trailer where also all you just see a car like jump into a ball, and I'm like, yes. it hits the ball like it was heading the ball like a, like a regular soccer player, and I'm like, yes. This is this is what I need in my life. More. And I've not been the least bit disappointed. Every si- single second I've spent in that game, it's like pure, pure yes. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Do you hear the gushing, Zach? This is gushing. Yeah. This, I like the gushing. gushing. Like it's like me and Hearthstone, and uh, here's the storm and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Is that? Is, have you been playing anything but those lately? Uh, I have decided I need to stop playing Blizzard games for a little bit, even though I'm so that you can be more interesting to people like me. Well, I, like. You okay? <laughs> No, the thing is, I need to do. The Are you dailies. selling out for me? I'm not selling out. I'm saying I need writing material, and I can't oh. 
writing just, material. I can't just play two games. Because so what are you playing? So uh, I play Pushmo World some yeah. more. I like Pushmo World. It's good like the block pushing puzzler thingamajig. And you gave it five stars, and you give like you've given like three games in, in human history a five star. Yeah, yeah. Well, I disagreed with your rating, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I I think Pushmo World's good to me because I kept coming back to it, which is usually a good sign, even mm-hmm. long after I technically got my value worth, which was I got it for free. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what was the hook that kept you coming back? The hook of that game is mostly the puzzles. And it's the kind of puzzles that are definitely well-designed, and they are more like traditional puzzle games used to be, like console-based arcade kind of stuff. Not so much like adventure game puzzles where you have to find the dog and then find out he has ADD medicine that he needs to take, <laughs> and then you have to go to a, take a ship to a far-off place, but you need to find the rudder first. Is that a game? Get it in some woman's purse. That, that's, that See, was like every the, adventure game in 1996. Yeah. Like, that's the back I want to go back there. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it's, yeah, it wasn't as fun as it sounds. No, it's not. It's <sighs> completely illogical. But, like, block what? puzzles, I can I can hang with block puzzles. Block puzzles okay. is good. Yeah. You know, block, block puzzles are good because all the parts are available right there in front of you. You don't have to find out whether or not you need to use that yeah. rubber rubber mallet to... Do the thing. Yeah, the the pu- like the thing. whole solution is presented before you. You can see it. You just have to think about it a little bit. Yeah. And so it's kind of like the game where you go, okay, I'm going to solve this, and then eventually you get frustrated with one, and then you leave, right? And then you come back and you go, oh, that's how you do it, right? It's kind of like that brain-teasing euphoria you get from And that's exactly stuff. where I am, too. Um, where where I, are you? I am in Talos Principle. Um, oh, God. That looks so boring. Is it good? <laughs> Wow. Okay, I, I understand loaded. how it looks. <laughs> okay, so I understand the whole idea of you being a robot dealing with the questions of exist of existence sounds a little I... bit boring. <laughs> but the but the, think about it this way: Was there anything in the actual puzzle? Like, if I were to tell you Portal was a game where you are locked in a chamber and you have to sol- solve puzzles with a device that makes holes in the wall, does that sound interesting to you? If you no, didn't, sounds, if you didn't, it sounds awful. Right, right, right. So, <laughs> but no, having that you've played Portal, you know that because of the characterization, because of the the the, it's the, awful. the goodness of the puzzles, that it all comes together. Did you did you not like Portal? Yeah, it's about as bad as Mario sixty four. How so? Oh my I'm, god! I'm, I'm totally I'm trolling you guys. I like Portal. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. Well, he does actually hate Super Mario sixty four, but that's that's besides the point. No, no, yeah, I I love Portal. Portal's a great okay, game. Okay. So anyway, all that to say that, that the Talos Principle is like this mature mature version of Portal that doesn't rely on necessarily the humor that Portal had, but it relies on really smart puzzles and like having to figure out how to put this environmental p- piece of things together in this way that I walked I walked through the like all right the first Portal was three hours right what the, ta- the, the second. Was it? Yeah, the second portal was like ten hours. I, I just must suck at those games. How is the second portal? Just just as a random aside, would it be worth me playing through it? Yes. Uh, yes. Well, it, it would be worth you playing until you lose interest because it, it it is possible that you can lose interest. It's not as strong as the first one because the first portal has the 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 brevity that makes it stronger, but it also has the um, the multiple solutions. So you can solve a puzzle in multiple ways, whereas Portal 2 was so playtested and figured out that they knew that this is the one way that you solve this puzzle. And you know that if you saw, if you think like a game designer, you'll figure out the puzzle. I lost um, interest in it. 
Yeah. But it was a great game from the beginning. And my buddy Max played through the entire thing while I was on vacation for both Portal games. I was like, here, while we're away, while you're house-sitting, play through Portal. And he's like, wow. all right, where's Portal 2 the next day? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And yeah, so he he uh, he super duper loved it, and I'm, I'll introduce him to the to the Talos Principle once he gets to, to it. But the reason why Talos Principle is neat is because it it deals with the, the whole idea of um, the Garden of Eden from kind of like a secular perspective. Also, like it deals with like the end of the world and how how would you deal with things if it was the end of the world? And like, do you trust Elohim, which is the the, the literal Hebrew name of God that they cast the the God ca- character in the game as? Um, do you trust him when he tells you to obey him? Do you not trust him? Why don't you trust him? Um, those things are super interesting. There's a, there's a, a serpent in the garden, but not in the traditional, like, uh, sight and sound theatrical play performance where the, the serpent looks like Barney. Um, <laughs> why, is the, why is the snake always purple? I don't know. It's because it, everyone knows that purple people are liars. You know, it wasn't, I think the snake was purple. Barney super is a liar. God. Uh, yeah, Barney does not have a good reputation on him right now. Um, I love you. Oh, but, but anyway, so you have these components in the the Talos Principle, and you're trying to figure out, as a person who just shows up in what's essentially Eden, uh, and the temple, the temple of Elohim, uh, why am I here? Why am I solving puzzles? And why is God telling me to do these things? Um so that's th- that that idea gets thoroughly explored in really fascinating ways. Also, you for some reason have the sum total of human information available to you, all 52.83 pentabytes or whatever it is. Um, it's super strange, um, but I love it. And I am 16 and a half hours into it right now, and I'm going to finish Whoa. it tonight. There's, uh, there's over 100 puzzles in it, um, and I'm not a puzzle gamer. I'm really not. Um, but the, the, the way that it that my curiosity of what happens when you get to the... When, when you either drink of the metaphorical fruit of knowledge of good and evil or whether you are fully obedient and ascend into uh, eternity, um, what happens? That's that's what's pulling me through right now. And so I'm really excited to solve those last. I only have seven more puzzles to go. And uh, I feel very smart. Like the game makes me feel so stupid smart. I literally feel my brain expanding as I play this game. <laughs> I feel stupid smart. Yes, so Brian is officially stupid yeah. smart guy of the evening. <laughs> no, well, I mean, Talos Principle is basically like, if you didn't take undergraduate philosophy or anything, like, this is your stuff. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's introducing concepts that are central to that kind of thing to a different audience, which is cool. It's, but it's also super smooth about it. Like, the when I first played the demo of it, like, before the game came out, I was really turned off because it felt very in-your-face with a lot of that stuff. Yeah, and over but, but over a demo the long is supposed term, to give you a preview, right? So right, you have right. to expect that. Yeah, and and just with the, the, I'm not sure if it's the long burn or that it's just a different different build of it, if so to speak. Um, that everything feels much more smoothed over, much more um, accessible, and not like here, take this philosophy and run with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is definitely not fun in and of no, itself. No. Um, anyway, so. Um, Today, the subject uh, is really new player friendliness and how do we make people who are listening to the podcast, who are a part of our community and a part of our uh, our life, our world, feel more new player friendly or feel more like they are welcome in our crew. Yeah. You, Sorry. you better yeah. type stuff and TGU will crush you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Truth. 
So one of the things that I think is really neat about our community in general is that we have a very much like self-promotion is okay kind of thing going on. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, you know. uh, we we like very, it. very, very rarely have ever had to moderate anybody out. Yeah. Only the sons of Molech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, photos of dead babies also. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. That also oh, yeah. not allowed. Yeah, that, that's that's a that's an insta ban right there. Yeah, for for any future events that involve dead baby photos, please don't post them in TGU. You may post them elsewhere though. Go ahead. Yeah, at, at your at your own at your leisure. <laughs> yeah, try blocking these things. <laughs> so, um, the, my my question for you guys is, um, what's the biggest thing that uh, I guess? Taking a step back from TGU and, and starting a little bit more uh, conceptual is when, when have you felt the most welcomed in your life? Like, like what, what has been the most positive community experiences that you've ever felt? Games, church, work, wherever. Huh, complex question. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll lead with um, uh, a weird Maybe. example first. Um, <laughs> Uh, my first time that I ever felt welcomed in love, because I felt I was a weird kid. I like you guys already mentioned, I had really long hair in high school, and and after high school I had dreadlocks. Um, and I started selling knives straight out of high school. I, knife I, I seller, started, yeah, at Cutco. And I, it was the first time that I was ever around people that just like at at name were like, "Oh, you're here, welcome," and you're a part of our crew. Like even at churches and stuff like that, I just didn't ever feel welcome. But I especially didn't feel that way at churches growing up. But um, I went and started selling knives, and it was like these girls who are older than me are talking to me and and I have like all these older people who have like jobs that or well we all all had the job selling knives but they actually like felt like they had like a career in selling sales and like were nice to me I don't know it was just this extremely positive environment and we would go places and we would do things together and we would um play like uh scavenger hunts together it was just like this thing that we would do after work meetings um and that was the first time that I felt true, like welcomed. It wasn't deep, but it was like the first time that I felt like I was a part of something. Yeah, and less like uh, being kind of the dude on the outside fringe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think part of the... So in high school, I guess, I could say like... I, didn't, I don't know if I would call them friends, but oh, I was much more focused on like getting good grades and going to college with a full scholarship. So yeah, that was yeah. kind of like, I didn't really care. And then in college, <laughs> I really didn't care either. Cause I was just getting good grades, all that stuff. Yeah. I guess that's been kind of the majority of my experience. <laughs> TG, TGU has been very good. I've never been really a part of churches formally. And that mostly comes down to intellectual disagreements at this point, but you know, because experiences, they're, they're intellectual and you're not, and you just can't handle it. No, no, it's more like... Um, there we go. Truth bomb. No, it's more like you'll listen to something and it'll rub you the wrong way. And then you think about it more and then you understand why you disagree with it. Yeah. Which is what I, I find interesting because I go to like a... I would say it's a Baptist evangelical church. Uh-huh. And then dude says things mean? on the pulpit. And it's the basic tenets of Baptists. But Which is what? With a dispensationalist layer on top. Yeah, like like a like a, a brown cherry. <laughs> my my non-denominational background just says I don't care. Yeah, well, <laughs> they do care, and that's they why not. they say certain things. And then oh, yeah. maybe sometimes like emphasis is on tent revival sort of stuff. Just do you have yeah. floral like patterns in the carpet in the church? No, no, 
No. Okay. <laughs> no fruities. It's an important question, though. No. It fruities. is important. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as community goes, right? Yeah. Not really a thing I've ever done. Huh. Okay. <laughs> need yeah. Help. Well, that's I- ironic to me, considering like, like the the theology gaming community as like uh, I've been a part of countless communities over the past couple decades, and I've seen uh, a lot of online communities, and TGU is pretty pretty good. Pretty darn good yeah. in terms of just like, the fruit that comes out of it, and very, very worthwhile to me. So well, I've that's Brian Hall's fault. So There's yeah. Well, all right. So <laughs> so how about we? That, then that means that we need to figure out what made that it that way from Brian Hall's experiences. Because <laughs> I was like this I, dude writing like ten thousand word long articles on Near, and then Brian <laughs> Hall was the one that started the community thing. Yeah, My yeah. eyes are glazing like, over. Let's, let's talk to other humans, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Human beings are cool. Yeah, yeah. It's more more interesting than than ten thousand words on near. Yeah, maybe maybe not. I don't know. Some I know Roberto is really into that sort of thing. Okay. Um, anyway, Brian. So best experiences like with community go. Um, I'm very much an introvert, and yeah. most people would never know that. Yeah, because I'm. I, I, I somehow I summon an inner strength usually when I'm around other people is draining. Like, I don't know what, Yeah. but I'm very outgoing, but I'm very much an introvert. And so I've never, I've always had issues just with people and I don't ever feel like I've ever belonged to many groups. Uh-huh. Um, I've been a part of a lot of communities, but I've always kind of felt like I'm out on the edge, just kind of looking in. Yeah. And I have a real hard time connecting with people or people have a real hard time connecting with me. I actually make some of the worst first impressions because <laughs> usually I say something horrifically morbid and they're just looking at me like, oh, wow. Anyways, um, first time accepted. I, I mean, of course, I had a friend group in high school that I hung out with and that was cool. But um, oh, you had one of those? For, I had one of those we, and we <laughs> gamed actually. We, Lucky. We played video games for years. Um, but the first time I really ever probably felt super accepted. I worked for Walt Disney for a while um, and I just did. Uh, I worked as a hmm? personally as his assistant. As his assistant to his cryogenically frozen head. Uh-huh. Oh, come on, Zach. You, as a Disney guy, you should know all yeah, about that. Yeah, I know. I know. He's he's not really dead. He's surely alive. Living on oh. the inside. Yeah, Roaring like, like a lion. It's Walt Disney. Come on. Of course he is. But but it was when I was working there, um, we did training for uh, maybe five, six weeks. And we had to get up at 5.30 in the morning, and it was awful for me because I'm not a morning person. But anyways, so we go in, and we do this training in a classroom setting, and I got to know these people really well. Um, it got to where I, I couldn't sleep. I, I got to where I was falling asleep during training. They'd start tossing around a beach ball to keep me awake. Um, <laughs> they were, it was really good. But anyway, so we kind of bonded, and I, I still talk to those people to this day, and they're just they're good yeah. friends. And it's kind of it's, – it's weird because I've never been like that with any coworkers before. Yeah. Um, but they just—they were people that I hung out with outside of work, and it was just—it was really fun. It, it's cool to feel accepted like that. But again, we were bonding over a shared common interest, and for that, it was Disney. Yeah. Um, so typically, I think you find common interests as, as community goes. You know, it's it's around something. Yeah, yeah. Is that tribalism in a way? I, I don't know. That's I, a big word. I mean, well, the, I have friends that got into video games, right? But yeah. like, eventually, just different interests, and you know. Different beliefs just kind of drifted apart, and yeah. I don't really talk to them anymore. Yeah, and I mean, and that's the way that a lot of our relationships and friendships go. Um, but that's why I'm also really incur- always increasingly curious about um, relationships built around longevity. Like, 
the fact that we've been friends for three years now, you and me, Zach, and Brian, you've been a part of our friend circle for two and a half years, two yeah, years. It's like, when did that happen? <laughs> that's, that's a good amount of time. Like, that's, like, significant. Um, and I think that longevity comes down to... Yeah, um, over the internet, no less. Yeah, yeah, over the internet. And it's not like we play a lot of games together. Like, it's not like... Like, we, well, obviously, we obviously talk a lot about, uh, about and around games, but, like, I think that that's more just, like, uh, the overflow of our actual like relationship than than the actual like bedrock of it we are distinctly all different from each other which makes it even yeah. weirder <laughs> yeah that's fa- that's pretty accurate i mean um yeah relatively different seasons brian and i are in a very very similar season of life um yeah i'm yeah, single but, yeah <laughs> and, and, I don't, and i don't think you're ready to mingle are you nah. Nah. Boy, it's like no <laughs> active interest it's weird yeah 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 oh. Hey man, if you can li- if you can live the lifestyle of the eunuch, go for it. Jesus says it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm writing a book and I'm writing a website and playing a bunch of things. It's like I'm busy, man. Busy. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's really I, good. I think that's a huge key, though, Josh. Is that um, our friendship here is not based on us playing games together. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend group in high school, we played games for years together, and then finally, when I moved to Texas, we have a two-hour time difference. It's impossible to organize anything. Otherwise, I'd be up until like midnight playing with them. But it just got to where I realized that, at least with some of the guys, my friendship was it was based on video games, and it wasn't based on anything outside of that. Yeah. And I always and I always thought that it was based on more, and it, it I don't know if it really was. I don't know. It's kind of sad, but that was I mean, and that was kind of, and these are friendships that I've had you know twenty years or something. Um, I don't know. Just just hard. Maybe maybe it also. Maybe it also comes down to uh, intimacy. I know that's uh, a fancy, a famous uh, Christian buzzword nowadays, but like, um, about your intimacy, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Don't show anyone. Your uh, I shouldn't have even said the word, honestly. But um, like, I mean, just that, that whole aspect of being able to share things with other people that are that are weighing you down, like being able to share the burden. Like that's that's the kind of thing that actually actively builds trust, um, and that's the key thing uh, in any community is effectively building trust with others. And of course, we have. What like 150 people in our TGU now? Like I don't yeah. even know what the number is. Um, but lot. like, yeah, we don't we don't have a great one on one with everybody, and a lot of people I know like slip through the cracks. And I would love for that to not necessarily be the case. But I also realize that whenever you're dealing with a large number of people, the more people that you have, the harder it is to have closer relationships. It's just that simple. Um, and that's one of the things that I I definitely struggle with uh, in in like the concept of like a mega church. Um, and I know a lot of people go to like a mega church to hide. Um, I also would love I also love that within the mega church experience that you have a far greater uh, amplification of share, communal worship, of shared teaching, of learning together, of that sort of thing. And I don't have that because my church is only like ten people. Um, like my game cell is actually like on occasion bigger than my actual church. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. Um, wow. It depends upon how many people show up, of course. But I mean, like, yeah, um, like if it's nice outside. It, well, it's, <laughs> oh, Ben, I'm sad. <laughs> well, we have done out, outdoor. Joke. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, that's right. Because if it's nice outside, people don't go to church. Is that it? Yeah. Well, that happens a lot. Depends <laughs> on how many people you got. <laughs> yeah. No, that that makes sense. Um, huh? Why so. you've never had that experience? What experience? Like suddenly, like throughout the entire spring and winter, right? The church is just packed, right? And they're going, "Well, we're growing and stuff," right? Yep. And then as soon as summer comes in, there's like one nice day, suddenly a third of the church just 
poof, disappeared for about My church right now, actually, since summer hit, and this is what happens every summer, um, there's no one there. I go to a church maybe with 500 members, and all of a sudden, maybe there's just a couple hundred, but in our sanctuary, the way it's huge. I would have thought it that just looks like there's nobody there. Yeah, no one's there. I would have thought that it would have been more just because of you being in Texas and it being air conditioned. Yeah, it is air conditioned. <laughs> it's a yeah, big actually, deal. That is a good point. <laughs> like, Where can we go with free air conditioning? Oh, it's the church. Yeah, and I can get a free nap. <laughs> the seats Jesus are comfortable. Jesus loves air conditioning. Come on. Jesus oh. is also okay with you taking a nap during service. <laughs> really? Yeah. That, 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 uh, I mean. <laughs> Hey, his disciples did it, and he was pretty harsh on them. So I wouldn't be so quick to say that. Don't take oh, wait, it. Out. No, that was that was that was just a prayer service, and that wasn't even a real service. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, okay. Sorry, sorry, bad Bible jokes. Um, Ow. <laughs> I'm, I have no shame. What is um, none? What is one of the best specifically online community relationships uh, that you've had, or best? community building relationships online because that's what we are like we're an online community um and i know i know a lot of other other christian online gaming communities exist um but like what have been some of the best experiences that you've had with online gaming communities well this podcast has been a pretty good one yeah yeah obviously (laughs) because uh i don't know why we decided to start podcasting when when did that happen um I think it was the, by the time that you showed up on the on Pat Gann's podcast, which was called The Jurassic Hour, which is unfortunately no longer on the internet. Yeah, and there's Rawr. no backup copies of any of the things. Yeah, he actually asked me if I had any backup copies on my computer at one point. I had um, them all <laughs> at one point, and I deleted them. I feel so bad. Yeah. Shouldn't it be on an too. RSS feed somewhere? It's it's all server-side, unfortunately. So, oh, that's But the point being that you were on his show, and... I noticed that you, I was like, oh, I hear Zachary's voice after talking to him countless times while I should be working. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, wow, he actually has a really good radio voice. And I was like, Zach, you should start a podcast. My voice moves mountains. No, that's Arr. Jesus. But actually, it, through <laughs> Jesus, we can move mountains, too. It says that in the Bible somewhere, so I think. You fixed but it. We started a podcast. We did the first one two Januaries ago. Um, yeah. One, two? Just two? No, was it three? I think the first one was with my friend Joe, who has uh, moved to Kansas, I believe. Yeah, yeah. No more Joe. And then our second one, uh, Ted Loring joined in. Yeah. 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 Ted Ted is like like a real, like, I wish he was like an animal so I could say he's our spirit animal or something like that, (laughs) like our our mascot. Is he like a Patronus? Yeah, here we go. He is a group Patronus. (laughs) Our third. That is, okay, that is so true. He is our Patronus charm. <laughs> He's our Patronus charm. Oh, so go our dead. third podcast has Ted, Josh, and Yen. Wow. Yeah, and and we talked about Journey. Yeah, and we that did. Was, that was our first uh, very, and we didn't call it a book club, but that was essentially our book club episode, yeah. where we deep dived. That and was when I was more intellectual and bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> You know, yeah. I I always liked it when you guys played games together like that because it kind of, I don't know, it was it was neat. Yeah, yeah and there, there's definitely that that aspect of coming around uh, a common theme and a common idea, and I think that's really definitely super strong. And we did two um, podcasts on uh, El Shaddai too. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I was I was so sad I couldn't make it to the the initial one, so you made a concession for me, and I was able to 
explain why I still thought it was a good game, even though everyone else hated it. <laughs> this is an awful game. Yeah, it was I, th- awful. I think I think that according to everything that I found on the internet, the the two people who like El Shaddai are me and Richard Clark from Game Church. <laughs> yeah, you were like the only two, and there's supposed to be a sequel or something. I Friends uh, forever. I was, I was hoping. I mean, like it's kind of weird. Like I think that El Shaddai is like the massive black sheep of Bible video games. <laughs> uh, That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's super duper pretty and super. Anyway, um, if you want to listen, listen to that podcast, 20, if you want to listen to an hour and a half about it. <laughs> we yeah. got that as an option for you guys. Please, please um, but uh, so, how about you, uh, Brian? Now, I know that you have a lot more experience playing games online than I do. Um, well, maybe in, in oh. other avenues. So, I'm just curious, like, what were what were some of the strongest online community uh, developments around games for you? And the room goes quiet. You know what? I w- I'm kind of an odd breed. I was a solo MMO player. Oh, wait, what? Wait, you weren't even in a guild? No, for the most part, I enjoyed... I en- the, here's what I like about an MMO. Is that you get into the game, if you see someone run by, oh, look, that was a real human being. But guess yeah. what? I didn't have to interact with them unless I wanted to kill them. Or, you or know, I, I, didn't, I didn't have to go near them. Depending on the game and if it had PvP or if it so was PvE. It just but, served your, your, your introversion, like... Oh, totally. I loved it. But, then, um, and, but I had a group of – my group of friends from high school. We played through different MMOs together. But yeah. it's not like we could always play together. So no, I was never a part of a, uh, a big guild. The one guild I was a part of was in Guild Wars and I ended up quitting that. It just wasn't a good experience. Um, I don't know if I've ever had a positive online like gaming. <laughs> so you've never done like the guild thing? What, what's the – no, that's like being part of a group. Oh, well, I, I've done the guild. <laughs> that means having friends. Well, I, it doesn't mean friends. necessarily having friends. It's more like um, ex- commitments external to your normal life. Well, you know what, though? I, <laughs> for rating I did, purposes. When I played Asheron's Call, um, I did have a patron for a while. And so you'd log in, and, and in that game it had a patron and vassal system to where you, you'd have all these people that would come up to you. So if you were the patron, you'd be like, here, here's a, some gold. Or here, here's a brand new chest of whatever, and you were like, you were like the pimp, and so you, you basically you took care of your people, and then as vassals, you would actually give your patron XP um, as you leveled up. It was a really neat system. So yes, I did have several patrons that I worked with for a little bit, but again, that never lasted long. I'm, I like playing by myself and seeing people run by <laughs> off in the distance, like hey. <laughs> so I did the guild thing once slash and, wave. Ne- and then never again because of the time commitment it required. Right. Okay. Only well, once. So you don't consider your family, your guild. They are basically my guild throughout this whole game. The only time we did series rating was burning crusade. So how long ago? The was burning that? crusade. That would be, we started in like 2000 ish. Wow. That's a long time ago. Yeah. And I, I, we had, we joined a guild and then we did raiding there, and it was like, eh, kind of met. And then another guy who was in the guild, who was definitely from China, uh, <laughs> invited us to his guild full of uh, Chinese college students from Vancouver. So we ended up uh, raiding with them for about six months straight. And then, uh, you know, burnout, and that's usually yeah. what happens, that kind of thing. Huh. So when the what happens is a lot of the times if the guild is basically only focused on progression, then you kind of just die out after a while. Yeah, yeah. Just because fatigue. But if it's just for fun playing with other people, then it, it becomes pretty different. But yeah. uh, MMO, 
relationships are just based upon that. And if they don't go any further, then they just kind of dissipate. Yeah. And I think that, that um, a lot of like long-term relationships of online games really is just amplified by existing relationships. Like I know, I know a lot of friends who just bought like a brand new console and destiny purely because they wanted to be able to reconnect with their friends from high school or college or whatever. And just to be able to like, I wish other people would uh, buy destiny and a next gen console, but it's okay. (laughs) I do not have a PS4. Oh yeah. Well, I, all that hearth stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, Hey, I bought Josh a PS4, too. <laughs> with, yeah, with all that you spent on Hearthstone. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Josh. I, I could have bought everyone boss. everything if I had just not played any Blizzard games. Oh. But, uh... It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Feel bad um, for me. Honestly, like, the, the best online game experiences I that I've had... Um, and I, and I've, had a, I've had a lot of online experiences, because uh, a lot of the kids that I, used, that I mentor... At the youth center, um, the best way to hang out with them outside of the youth center would be over Xbox Live. Um, and I, back when I had an Xbox 360, that was like, like 2008, 2009, like 2010, that whole era. The best way to hang out was like, hey, you're online. Let's, you know, you could watch a movie together, which is kind of silly with Netflix, but you know, it worked. Um, yeah, like being on a on a headset watching a movie, kind of, it's neat, I guess. Oh, it works. Um, it works. That actually sounds like fun. We could sit there and run commentary while the movie's going. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. Um, I think you can still do that. I'm pretty sure. So I just need a 360 to buy into this program of friendship and <laughs> movie watching. Or, or, or we could literally do this over a computer and with the uh, with the way that we're doing it right now. That's not uh, expensive enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, more more expensive, please. But uh, but anyway, um. So, like, playing games with over 360 was, like, the thing that I would do on occasion, and it would be fun to, like, you know, I'm just going to talk to one person at a time. Um, but it never really felt like I was, like, necessarily generating community. It, it generated trust and that sort of thing, I thought, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, and better context for those relationships, but I never felt like I was able to go a whole lot, a whole lot deeper. There was, there was a couple, like, times that guys started following, like, uh, wanting to date a Christian girl and were like, hey, I'm a Christian now, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, uh, if you want to, if you want to go and start reading the Bible together, I'm all for it, but I don't know if you really want to do that. <laughs> no, Bible reading, Bible reading date. That just sounds like the yeah, worst. Yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, it does sound like the worst, but it's a good way to, to figure out where a person's really at sometimes. Yeah. Uh, hey, anyway, read the um, Bible with me. I'm testing you. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> this relationship uh, is based off trust. Yeah. Or, or going and getting wings together. But anyway, neither here yeah. nor there. I'll you can't say that. read the Bible if you're eating buffalo wings. Uh, it's no, that's, that's a really bad <laughs> idea. It's a proven fact. All those pages are just too thin. <laughs> well, you, it's even worse if you're just using your Bible on your phone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the, the, the question that I really wanted to lean towards, and I'm not doing a good job of segueing to, <clears throat> sorry, is uh, what's one thing you would like to see come out of the Theology Gaming University? Like what's... What's one improvement that you would like to, to see come to um, what we do better? And I know Brian and I actually talked a little bit about this, so I know his answer is going to be whether or not he remembers this. But, t-shirts. Uh, t- no, not t-shirts. 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 We need more t-shirts. <laughs> really? really? the t-shirts. White t-shirts. Just white t-shirts. We're on just the- white t-shirts. <laughs> hey, I've got one on right now. I mean. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Brian, you were saying about how uh, we could do a better job of reaching out to the people who are quiet. Um, or just see- seeking better ways to give the greater lurkers. voice. 
to the lurkers. Yeah, yeah. The the we we probably might might want to come up mine lurks. We're gonna call them mine lurks to make it more more game the, friendly. The Richards of our group. I know the Richards. Yeah. The Richards. Well, <laughs> I think it's more that like depends on personality type for one, right? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, like I'm ENTJ. If you're talking Myers Briggs, I'm, I'm I'm TMNJ. TMNJ. INFJ. Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtle. Sorry, I, I I don't understand the Myers Briggs system, so it doesn't. It's all on mute ears. So I guess I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, a chief executive officer if we were talking business. Yeah, which means that you have no soul. No, I have no soul. <laughs> and my brother and my dad are all ENTJs too, apparently. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. Yeah, but that means that you, you function really, really well with a, without a lot of feedback, right? Like, oh yeah, and I'm obstinate about things. And, yeah, <laughs> um, I'm willing to state my opinions and argue about them. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but but you do it really patiently and respectfully, so it works out. Yeah, really which has changed over three years, obviously. <laughs> sure, but so like uh, specifically about like new people, how do you feel that we can make new people feel more welcome, or yeah. those lurkers, the ones who are not the the TMNJs? Or are the TMNJs because they live in the sewer with Master Shredder? <laughs> <laughs> and they just peek out, lift up the, the lid? <laughs> I think it depends on the kind of subjects we talk about. Like, I've found that TGU kind of has periods where we talk about video games a whole lot, right? Yeah. Where it's kind of like, oh, we're talking about video games. And then there's other times where it's like, we have a dense theological subject. This is what brings <laughs> up. And then everybody kind of chimes in. We all have an opinion and we all get in there and it swirls. And then maybe that's a little intimidating. Yeah. Which is why I, I think Clausen sometimes calls us a, uh, you know, kind of an insider's club. Yeah. Just because, I mean, the name theology is right. We don't have t-shirts, so we're not, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't have, like, matching baseball caps or anything. But yeah. Ooh, baseball caps. Yeah, baseball caps. <laughs> uh, and, and that's actually one of the, that's definitely one of the things with, um, I think, the, um, you're right. The word theology does does throw isn't necessarily new player friendly. Yeah. Um, considering I, you know a person starts following Jesus or is just slightly warming up to the idea of Jesus, they're not going to want to be talking about epistemology. Yeah. I, I think it has <laughs> attracted some people who weren't necessarily Christian into the group. Yeah, because I think that some of our people in the group are not Christians. If I had yeah. to guess, right? Which is awesome. Yeah, and I didn't know. You don't know. I they just happen to be people who know what the word theology means. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that's that's really awesome. And I want to have more people. And I want to be more more in that sense, new player friendly. The whether or not you know a person identifies as a Christian, I want to be. That's one of the things. The my main tenets of Game Cell is I want Game Cell. Uh, for anybody who's listening and hasn't doesn't know what Game Cell is, is this thing that I start at my house and I have people come over and we talk about Life God games and we play games. Um, but the the thing that I've always tried to emphasize more than anything else is that whoever is the newest person there, their voice matters more than everyone else's. Um, and that's really hard to do in an online community, considering you can't just say, all right, people who are quiet now, you talk. <laughs> yeah, do it now. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, or, or specifically giving them a forum or a stage to do so. And I think that that might actually be what we want to do is to try to seek out those new folks and see if there's anything that they feel comfortable sharing with uh, the larger community and really validate them or, or to seek out whenever someone posts on the, on the, the group that doesn't typically post to really comment and to encourage further interaction. We had someone post recently with an article and he didn't get any feedback. Yeah, that's my fault. I don't know. I, it might not be. Yeah, what was it's, the, it's all our faults. But what, what was the article? Do you know what it was or who it was? It, it was Nelson's article. He didn't get a lot of feedback on it. 
and yet oh, really? he's picked up by what was yeah. that? Rock paper shotgun. Yeah, rock paper shotgun. After he gets maybe two comments in our group. Yeah. If if he even got that, he's picked up by it. Anyways, RPS. And, and, yeah, and anybody who doesn't know, <laughs> RPS is like the biggest name in PC publications. Yeah, pretty much at this point. They're fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's super duper awesome that he got he got picked up and in, in, and and shouted wow. out and, and they, they I mean they don't typically say like hey everybody here's the best article of the week but they said that about article about an article by Nelson yeah uh, from so a website was, called Video Games in the Bible and yeah I'm pretty yeah pretty sure so. RPS is not a Christian publication yeah yeah so and that's and that just really reinforces though like even though I couldn't I'm I'm into the mentality of the the article that Nelson wrote was about. Steam as a game, like the actual service, the client of Steam, and the experience of trading cards and getting games and unlocking achievements, and like how that just becomes this cycle of trading and getting new games and that sort of yeah, thing. It was super um, fascinating. I just, I had nothing of note to really say. Yeah, I didn't really know. <laughs> I didn't really have anything to add or, or to speak to it in, in, from personal experience because I felt like, even though I, I've definitely been sucked into that game, I don't. I don't know that I, I've, I've been as deep into it, but it reinforces one thing that I think is completely true about all articles, and that's whenever you write about your own failures, it is the best thing that you can write about. It's the most interesting thing that you can write about. And it's also what won me over to uh, the endearing qualities of Thomas Henschel, because uh, he wrote about how he spent uh, two years in mobile games development and just bombed, tanked, flopped. Um, his business more or less failed, and... That article, when he posted the article about that and how, why he was leaving mobile games and going to PC gaming, he got almost the entire industry support. Like there is no article on Gama Sutra that has ever that, that I've ever seen that's been that big. Yeah, it's insane, <laughs> <laughs> insane. I tell you. Yeah. Um, so all all that to simply say that um, Jesus' idea of um, dying to self and like laying yourself down for the sake of others, I think, is a really really good way of writing. And the more that you put your your own failures out for everyone to look at and gawk at and laugh at, the better. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best reading. Yeah, my... and we we do want to promote people's work, which that shameless yeah. self promotion is part of the thing, right? Yeah. And that's why we were trying to start the Theology Gaming Network, but again, it's summertime. So it's summer, at least in our section corner of the world, right? And yeah. uh, summertime makes things difficult in front of computers. Yeah, and I forgot about that. Like the, the whole blogging, everything is is not. Uh, it's it, it slows to crawl, and everyone in the, the the online writing community has an existential crisis. Yeah, and video game news go, you know, it's. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what they say, and that's for me. That's the weird thing is like I kind of like that. I mean, with the exception, of course, of like E three week, but um, yeah. everything else in the gaming community gets a lot more hush hush, and the the quiet indie developers who are like normally not getting a lot of attention for one reason or another, or like, yeah, here's our game. Yeah. What do you guys think of it? And then all of a sudden, like, a week and a half later, we're all like, guys, Lethal League is amazing. Whereas, like, any other... T- if, if Lethal League was promoted and launched and came out, like, in September, everyone would be, like, their day one purchasing it and talking about it. But Yeah, it's a w- goodbye. It's a completely different business practice with, with indie developers in the summer. And that's what I like about the summer, is that you're, I'm able to see those things more clearly. Yeah, so here's here's what we wanted to do. We wanted to post things on Theology Gaming that were other people's stuff. Yeah. Because as much as I like writing and talking about myself, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, 
Whoa. we need like other people to contribute and help out. And theology gaming gets a lot of views per yeah. day, week, year, whatever. Right? It has been going up in this summer for some reason. I don't know why, but we've kind of had an uptick. So yeah. we want to promote other people's stuff. The problem is like everybody's busy doing summer stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that's and that's definitely one of the things that I've seen in as I've tried to be a lot more um, collaborative with other people in the things that I write and do. Um, and, and I'm still trying to do a lot more of that. I've seen that the best things are always when I ask for someone else to provide feedback or do something not necessarily for me, but um, to put their spin on it so that I can say, look at what this person did to help me out. Um, and I think that that's a, a good example is I had David Gutchy of Plus 10 Damage. While I was on vacation, I had him put together a blog post for Plus 10 Damage about um, game sale Let's Play videos that I made. I said, put these out there. And he put them out there and he put his own spin on things. And I was like, this is awesome. So I have this collaboration, this this thing going on. It was really, 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 really good. And of course, you know, like Let's Play videos and like generating an audience is, is kind of like digging for dirt. Like, can I get a couple pieces of dirt? I don't know. Like, it's just, it's just not that fun. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Anyone who's, who watches a Let's Play video is like, I'm going to have a Let's Play channel, and it's not that easy. Um, no. <laughs> it, really, it really, really isn't. Even if you're making really compelling and interesting content, or what you think is interesting anyway. Which uh, the Theology Gaming YouTube channel does not most of the time. Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to get those, those clicks, so to speak, uh, or literally, <laughs> not so to speak. Um, but uh, I'm going somewhere with this. Where am I going, Zach? Um, <laughs> I don't know where you're going. You charted a course and the ship sailed, but we had no <laughs> idea where we were going. Um, but yeah, so sharing other people's work, that's what it was. Um, yeah, and that's what exactly if, what if what hypothetically we were to talk about, uh, not to create an arbitrary rule, but like make a culture where you no longer share your own work, but you uh, get others to share your work for you? <laughs> yeah, which would be cool. I'd rather do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, where we like at least like among us three that that to start it out like we no longer ourselves promote any of our own work and so I kind of set that as a culture of like um so i if if uh zach writes an article he sends it to me and i'll look it over and i'll be like oh this is my favorite part about it and then i'm gonna i'm gonna type it up on you know the community and say i really like zach's point about bushwhacking nazis i think that that was really <laughs> i don't know I, i'm just picking some random <laughs> Uh, thing, but like, if you can specifically take that one thing that I that you personally identify with as a reader, and then put that in the community, I think that that would have greater value to other readers as opposed to just us promoting ourselves. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of like theology giving as a platform, right? Yeah, because I the problem I think is more that it's like associated with me rather than associated with TGU as a whole. So we yeah. need to kill you off is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You literally need to kill me off. I mean, like, I know that you, you tried to do the whole, like, like <laughs> Iron Man mask. Take you out. Yeah. I'm trying to keep it alive. <laughs> and I, th- I think that actually sh- showing your face more is is always nice. Yeah, like that one right there. I just screen capped that. Did you see? Um, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you try, Whoa. Try, uh, try again. All right. Got it. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to use that now. <laughs> It makes me more <laughs> enduring and friendly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but, uh, but yeah, so the, the main point that I'm just getting at is that, um, one community improvement will be, uh, just that we promote each other's work as opposed to our own. Um, and one other thing that we'll try to do is anytime that we see a post that doesn't have any comments, uh, take a higher priority to comment on it, um, and to, um, validate the voices of people who are, who don't get as many comments. Um, Nelson joined Facebook just to be a part of our, our friend. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, I talked him into it. He is a fantastic Twitter dude. The dude has connections. And I'm just like, not on Twitter. It's just yeah, I, I I try to be. I am just not. I'm not good at it because no one cares about what I say on Twitter. <laughs> and and it's hard to like be active in a place where no one listens to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I might get like retweets and responses to things when I like write about an article, uh, a particular author's work, and like that sort of thing. But that's not the same thing as having people who. Yeah. And follow your stream, you know? Twitter's like a void. It, it's a weird, weird void. And yeah. I guess the it, ask I, me anything yeah. thing is where we're going with this. Yeah, that was the other thing. Yeah, so tell me about what you you guys were thinking about the AMA. Yeah, well, Brian brought it up, so. <laughs> well, yeah, Brian we posted, what, last week? Um, I asked the question, what can we do, you know, to make Theology Gaming University better for you? And so we had several responses off of that. One of them was having an AMA which I'm kind of familiar with that. I know Game Church City did um, AMAs for a while. Um, yeah. So just kind of trying to get to know our members a little bit better. And I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure how that works. I guess you just kind of set up a time or a, a thread and people just ask questions and that's it. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a Reddit thing for the most part. But like yeah. the idea is completely there that like it's an opportunity for someone who we don't know anything about or know little about to really get to know them more. That's it. Yeah. That's perfect. That's a fantastic idea. So the, the AMA um, came so, out of that. We had community game nights that people would like. Um, CSGO yeah, right. was one right. of the big ones. Yeah. 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 And I, I love that. Well, it's it's not if you've, if you've played it. Is it um, good? Because, well, it's kind of the best shooter out there. Like, like it kind of like, like just is significantly the more... Best. Yeah, it's it's just better than than any kind of Call of Duty or or Battlefield game, just because it requires you to work together in an intimate team. Better than Call of Duty. How's Call of Duty? Yeah, Call of Duty. Call of Duty has no has very little technical bar to it. It's you press the aim button and it aims, and then you just move the cursor just over the character's head. And, Whereas yeah, CS goes um, like everyone dies in a couple shots. Uh, yeah, yeah, and or. A large amount of body shots, so precision is extremely important, but also is how much you're moving, and, and a lot of it just is practice. But the, the thing that I found about CSGO, like, I, I would have never played Counter-Strike at all if it wasn't for work. If it wasn't, like, a requirement of me for making a livelihood, uh, not really, not, <laughs> not literally at all. Game. <laughs> it was literally, it was, I was literally at work, and my boss, my boss was like, here, put this in your computer, <laughs> and we played over lunch. Here, and, do this. <laughs> yeah. And so we, we played We're over lunch a couple times. And I, and I was just completely intimidated because of the, the whole idea of, of that technical like requirement of the game. And after playing with just coworkers and not online and not that kind of like external scrutiny of like, oh, your mom sucks and, you know, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it, you know, Heroes of the Storm doesn't really have that either. From right, because Heroes of the Storm also doesn't have team speak. It doesn't have any kind of like. So uh, nice. Yeah, they it's, can't it, yell at me. Well, in ranked yeah. matches, it probably does. They can type at me. They're like, "You suck," and I'm like, "Yeah." No, you. No, <laughs> you. 
<laughs> yeah, that did happen, but it's like yeah. then the guy shut up. So yeah, but um, we but shamed the, him. We shamed yeah, him. We, and we, stuff. We, <laughs> um, but the thing the thing that makes the CS:GO is is just an example of of one of the things that we're talking about with Community Night, and that could take us yeah. down to other things. So I would recommend um, if you guys can get it to to try to. It's only fifteen bucks for full price. Um, and so if you get it on sale, it's significantly cheaper. Um, and also, uh, greenmangaming.com probably has 20% off. Yeah. I think um, we need to keep like advertising these things. Yeah. Maybe it's our lack of consistency. That might be it too. Things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So idea, and I can talk about this. So I was on, I noticed Game Church had posted, they're going to Dragon Con. Uh-huh. Dragon Con. Anyways. So I linked over and I got onto their God Mode X, uh, community group. Uh-huh. And that's they have their, a their, uh, game community, the, the, the online let's get together in a game community. So if you drop down on their page, they've got like a list, like a schedule of when different people play. And I know yeah. that's hard for us because we're all completely different with our lives and whatnot. Yeah. But I just thought maybe having more of a dedicated night, even if it's once a month, just something where, yeah. we, where we play together because it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, when you're playing with people that you know and trust, it is extremely positive of an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're when you're not pl- when you don't have that, it's it's just stranger danger. Like, it's not literal stranger danger, but it feels yeah, that it way. <laughs> it's such stranger danger. <laughs> and and also the the other thing that makes it hard is for like like Brian and me who are um, ha- husbands and have household responsibilities and that sort of thing. Um, is is online games are just. You have to schedule it, otherwise, you know, like you get you get that text message and you gotta go, and you know, like obviously, a lot of games don't really support that. Um, yeah. I think that's why I was like suggesting free to play games, or at least yeah. ones that we know are decent, because yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. can. At, if you have a PC, more than likely you have a gaming PC that can run a free to play game, right? And that's designed why... for mass audiences to download and try. Yeah, and that's and that's wow. another reason why I think that like. Rocket League is a great example because it's on PlayStation Plus. So if you it's have, so good, yeah. But yeah, if you, you have, have it for free and PC, it's twenty bucks, which is oh, yeah, free. And twenty bucks is like really, really, quote unquote, expensive for a PC game. Um, for at least like I, I just prefer smaller games in terms of how much they cost. So I think that 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 kind of threshold is absolutely perfect. The fifteen to twenty five, fifteen to twenty dollar game that you're going to be playing with our community in some way, shape or form or free. Um, so I think that's a really good, really great point. So, so how yeah. do we go farther, Josh? How do we go beyond the AMA stuff? How do we go beyond community game nights? What, what else can we do? Well, we're not going to do like uh, Bible studies. I, I don't think. Cause we're going to do Bible studies next. That's where no, we're no, going. We're not, okay. You're not going to do Bible. Studies. And we're going to use King James Bibles and we're going to sit there and go through it because that is the superior version of the Bible. And I'm just saying yeah. right I now that you guys to need to agree with me or get off. That's, just, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. All right. The Bible <laughs> written in English at 16. I love you, Brian. You're, you're a wonderful person. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that. <laughs> um, and I think I'm just wondering what else we can I, do. Yeah. No. And I think that that's, that's an interesting dynamic, too. It's just that whole aspect of um, – Exploring the Bible together or just reflecting on the nature of us. We, we all, as a community, as we approach the subject of theology, we, of course, believe that comes through Jesus. And so Jesus, of course, comes through uh, the revelation of Scripture. And as doing that, like, the idea of going through Scripture is going to be something that constantly is a part of our culture. And I think we have a lot of good responses to that. 
I don't have any ideas on how we could potentially do that better, but I do know that our goal is discipleship. Like our community goal is a lot more discipleship than um, I would say. I don't want to say that evangelism and discipleship are at war or anything along those lines, but like no. I'd say that we're definitely more discipleship oriented as a community. It's my, it's my fault. Why? Because that's where my passion is. My passion's in discipleship. Yeah, yeah. that's where we ended up. <laughs> and so that's where we end up. I'm not as the evangelistic guy. I'd rather yeah. build relationships. Yeah. And it's really hard through a Facebook group. Yeah. But And you guys were talking earlier about how we swap between video games and then we'll go back to theology. Yeah. That's me and that's what I'm going through. Because I'll yeah. play games hardcore for a while and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, back here and I'm wrestling with this and then let's talk about it. Because Josh, yeah. usually I'll ask Josh, you know, what should I post, you know, question-wise about and he'll tell me, you know, do whatever, you know, you're, you know, you're really thinking about. And so for me, I, I do, I, I radically shift back and forth between the two. Yeah. I'm and telling I think, you, I, I do influence the group probably more than I know. Unintentional. Yeah. Good, good <laughs> or bad. Well, it does keep Sometimes it evil Brian shows up. And you're like, ah. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. I, I refer to him as Peter Brian. As Peter in, Brian? Yeah, as, as in Peter who shows up one moment and he's like, you're the son of God, we should worship you. And then yeah. he's like, yeah, shut up and get behind me, Satan. <laughs> next moment you're like, no, we should never fight. We should not. We should fight for you and kill for you. Well, when you and, start chopping people's ears off, then we'll yeah, there'll be problems. Um, and and I'm I'm okay with problem. Brian chopping off an ear or two because I believe that Jesus has given us both the spiritual and metaphorical ability to repair ears. <laughs> so I think that one thing that I I I really do like. I'm not gonna lie. Like I really do like. Is sometimes accidentally alienating people and then putting their ears back on. Yeah, that um, happened. That has happened. Intentionally. It, 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 does, it does happen. Um, but the well, thing is... Let's there, say figuratively. It did happen when you played that game. What was it called? Through the Darkness or something? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, um, no, you repaired someone's ear in that game? No, you cut their ear no. off. Wait, oh, oh. It you, hurt, you hurt the dude. Yeah, I, 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 I was... Hi. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I was Dig I was very rude. Of I was what? I was rude to the dude in how I responded to the game when it when he first shared it because I didn't think that it was a very well done game and I was I was I was very I think you, you still gave stand honest, by that too. Admit it. <laughs> I think you gave honest impressions, but maybe he took it the wrong way. But that's really hard in a in a relationship to really oh, get. Oh, Josh, to, we're right? just digging it up tonight, man. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Come back to us. Come oh. back to us. <laughs> <laughs> But, but uh, um, you know, it happens. It's this is like, but if someone's not willing to give any any traction back, right, and maybe say maybe the game is a little bad, right, and yeah, work to improve sucks. it, right? There's if there's not a you know relationships are not a one way street here, right? Right, right. <laughs> you're not the one that gives all the empathy here. The other unless you're playing an MMO single player and you're just kind of waving, and then it's a one way street. You're like, hey, yeah, well, that's <laughs> your favorite one way street. <laughs> I only talk to NPCs. I don't talk to players. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you play. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard of someone do that. (laughs) I do do find it very funny in games where you can just decide that you're going to be a spoon salesman. um, Or, or, you know, the the conceptual equivalent where, like, the rest of the world simulation goes on and you're just living out your role. It's not terrible. Anyway, um, so (laughs) on the the idea of... Of people who, um, you know, we you rub them the wrong way, we rub them the wrong way, whatever. It, 
it's it's all about reconciliation. Like the one of the part, the, the most important aspects of discipleship is forgiveness and reconciliation. So I think that that is. I guess um, we can agree is is probably something that Jesus would 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 approve of. <laughs> so I think we should do that sometimes, probably with the King James Bible. <laughs> with the King- no, with without the King James Bible. I, yeah, I, I literally I, I have to apologize. I legitimately <laughs> hate the King James Bible. <gasps> uh, yeah, see, like, see stuff like that. See, Josh, stuff like that is what offends people. <laughs> I know we have somebody who likes King James Bible. Hold I know, on. I know. I, I, Look what I, I, you're hey. doing to us. You're dividing us as a community. Hey, I'm, I'm just saying that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, and I thought Brian was the divisive one. No, it's Josh. <laughs> it, I, I think I, I think I like to draw out like the, the oh areas gosh. where we're different from others. Yeah. Um, and I think that one thing people don't know about me is the fact that I love how we're different from one another. And I love celebrating diversity within the body, within the bride. Um, and seeing how like, you know, I might not, I might literally have nothing in common with, um, 85% of the church in America. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I would agree with that statement. But I mean, at least like on like a theological, like how we approach the Bible, how we live our lives sort of thing. Um, but the character and person and work of Christ, um, I think is something that we mutually are oriented towards. Um, and once, and you can absolutely build with that. Like there's one guy who comes to my game cell who his, his favorite Bible is KJV and we've maybe disagreed on that. Um, yeah, but he is probably my most faithful builder in the crew. Like I, I can trust him. With teaching, I can trust him with anything that I want to hand off for the evening. And I've learned that I can build with this guy because he takes the word seriously. Even though, like, there's no way we're going to to come to an agreement on X theological issue. And that's fine. It's not about X theological issue. It's about whether or not we can build the kingdom together. With the King James Bible. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or or not. God, God can work through anything. He worked through a donkey's a donkey's mouth before, you know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a weird that is a weird story. Oh, I love Balaam's ass. Yeah, he's not <laughs> even surprised that the donkey's talking. He's more no. surprised that the donkey's like he's like I can't believe you're such a bad donkey. Like, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't the first part be like donkey talking? But well, also, also this is a no. female a female talking donkey. This isn't like some dude. This is a lady. Woman's voice. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, or maybe that, that's, maybe that's, it just has a deep voice. That's all. That's that's. Yeah. I, but the, the the funny thing about this story is that no one takes it. You know, everyone's talking about the tonk, talking donkey. No one pays attention to the twenty foot tall shining angel. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm gonna have to reread now. Yeah, you're gonna have to reread that one. Yeah, or the or the whole nature of Balaam's story. He's a weird dude. Like he's not a, he's not an Israelite, but he hears from God. He's not he's not faithful to God, but he hears from God. You know, like <laughs> it's a strange story. I love those stories. Those are my favorite. Um, because they don't make sense and they have talking animals. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so th- I think that that's actually a good place to wrap up because we've we've talked we've tr- sort of gone around in a lot of donkeys. Really, Donkeys, yeah. Um, and I actually, you know what's a really funny thing? You know what the word Josh is in Armenian? What? It's ass. Don- 
It's donkey, yeah. Oh, oh. Hmm. <laughs> it's okay to say ass because that's a technical because term for we're donkeys. Talk, we're, we're, yeah, it's, we're talking about donkeys. Um, my name in Armenian <laughs> is donkey, so I think that's wonderful. Donkey. So, <laughs> that donkey. is the Theology Gaming Podcast for today. I am donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I am donkey. This is my co-host, Zach. No, yes. you. And Brion. Brion. We have officially come up with a bunch of areas where we're going to improve. We're going to be much more oriented towards sharing each other's work. We're going to do some uh, Ask Me Anythings, uh, AMAs for short. Anything. uh, Be organizing some some community game nights. And, yeah. What was the other thing? And also, if you have questions and you want us to discuss something in particular, please say it on the Theology Gaming University Facebook wall. Yeah. Please. We would like to like talk about these things yeah 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 we, we we want to be a very verbal community like white people in general we suck at talking i don't know if anyone else knows this but <laughs> we're awful at it we we are very very infrequent in sharing our thoughts and opinions on well probably opinions a lot online but we don't talk a lot out loud and we don't communicate as well with one another i think as people of other cultures white people don't talk Wait, wait, there's another player running by. Hey. <laughs> Sla- slash wave. Slash wave. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hello yeah. there, friend. I think that we do have kind of a culture as, as like, white male gamers of being very insular and... Uh, I'm a WMG. Yeah, WMG. What is that? <laughs> white male gamer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the worst thing ever. Oh, let's let that you said it. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. WMG. Yeah. Ugh. I just want to be more sensitive. I just want to be more aware, more inclusive of of others' voices and validating of other cultures. Because I realize that I'm very, uh, I'm I'm just like you, Ryan. I am very introverted. I don't. I'm not very outgoing. I might seem that way in many cases, but um, I'm really not. <laughs> so I would like to be. I want. And, and, but I, I've switched. I've been. I've been on both sides of that. So it depends upon where and when and how. But um, yep. And the people. Anyway, I'm rambling. So, yeah. so, so on TGU, please propose content, things we can do, topics. Should be yeah. community building. We want to actually serve the community rather than kind of just write about whatever. Yeah. And produce content that is whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just our that's just our preferences. Yeah. Those are okay. our preferences, but what we really want to do is like integrate everybody and let's all do stuff yeah. together. Yeah. Or from a distance where we can slash wave. Well, <laughs> if you want to do that, sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's all that I have. Did you have anything else that you want, you wanted to add guys? Cool. So, um, <laughs> you can just cut that out. Just edit that out. No, no, no. I'm not going to. Yeah, I know. You don't edit anything out. I don't edit anything. <laughs> Zachary Oliver. I edit nothing. <laughs> I edit nothing. Full disclosure. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing is hidden. There are no secret places. Unless I say something about one of Zachary's family members and then he cuts it out. <laughs> Have you? I've, got, I've done a mom, a mom joke before and I think you cut it out of the podcast. It was a little too explicit. Yeah, he cut it out. <laughs> but, you know, I'd listen to it and I'd go, hmm, what would people think? Did, so did if you, you ever want to be cut out. That's, did okay. you say that Zach's mom is not amazing at karate? That's offensive. That's offensive. That is really offensive. Why would you say She has, like, what, like 14 black belts? Uh, Well, one, and she's a national champion in the year 2000, so put that in your pipe and smoke it. And now I look like I'm trying to be a rock star with this microphone. 
can probably get yeah, edit this part. That, yeah, I fell over. Please edit this out because this is sounding like rumble rumble. I kicked the stand. That's my fault. Oh goodness! So, look at this. There we yeah. go. Hands free. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, podcast now. Podcast over. Podcast over. Uh, shameless self promotion. You can find Josh on like everything, and then no. you can find Brian at like nothing. <laughs> Once upon a no. time. I had a blog, no, 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 and no, no, I wrote no. on it. We're not allowed to self-promote anymore, remember? So if Dang you want to find out... Yeah, so shut up, Brian. I'm going to I'm gonna promote Zach, and then he's going to promote you, and then I'm going to... Wait, I don't know. Uh, so, Zach, you can find out more, because he is the consistent contributor to TheologyGaming.com, and that is, that is the, the, uh, the steeple on the Theology Gaming Network. Um, and, Hurrah! Yeah. yeah. It's the part most likely to be struck by lightning. And so where do we find Brian, Zach? Uh, we find Brian at johnnybgamer.com where he talks about many different subjects, including video games. <laughs> slash wave. Slash wave. And he also <laughs> slash waves to you. And, par- and parenthood. I, I've loved Brian's articles on being a bad parent. They're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the one where you were, you were talking about being a bad parent, making your six-year-old play Diablo 3 and exploding giant guts well, all over the th- place. Well, I thought that was good parenting. But, uh, yeah, I really... I'd like to buy the game again, and I'd yeah. really like to play it with him, but my wife would say no. So, <laughs> yeah, there's oh, got to be one that you don't have that anymore. There's so got to be a game like that that is rated T for T. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Gauntlet, Skylanders. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so Josh, he's like all <laughs> over the place. Once upon a time, he was at plus ten damage dot com. He's like on the Twitters, I think. Where else are you now, Josh? You're like. You're like in a soon-to-be-announced place, heaven. He's in the Radiance um, podcast. <laughs> but, yeah. but not really, though, right now, because well, you're not there. Radiance podcast is currently in production. It will be released yeah. at some date in the future when Thomas Henschel has time to actually edit it, right? So it's like yeah, you have a stomachache right now, and eventually everything will come out. But it's just it's not coming out right now. Well, actually, <laughs> <laughs> close. Um, I would just say that if you want to follow things for, about me, just go to my blog, which is... Oh, yeah, yeah. You have your blog. It's lovesubverts.com. Yeah. Not dot .org. Dot .com. Dot .org. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're ever interested in hosting something called a game cell and you'd like to learn more about game cell, you can talk to Josh. Yeah. Because Josh knows about game cell. Yeah, and video <laughs> editing. Also, and video Brian, editing. Brian's, Brian's going to launch one of his, uh, his own game cells in Longview, Texas. Yeah. You've heard it here first. He can't Slash back way. out now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, soon. <laughs> If you live in the Longview, Texas area, contact Brian. He would love oh, to meet you. Hey. Hey. I'm going to go hide his, now. His address, is, <laughs> his address is 549. <laughs> oh, God, stop. Look for it on Google Maps. <laughs> Email me. I will give you his location. Brian Hall's house. <laughs> this where yeah, will be that, held. I will drive there. That is the end of our show today, folks. Um, if you like our show, make sure that you uh, send us eggs in the mail. Uh, brown eggs, <laughs> or you can give us organic, <laughs> preferably organic, <laughs> or right. grass fed, or a pizza roll, or a pizza roll. You what? could also give us a positive review on iTunes. I think that three people have done that ever, so you'd be actually surprisingly original. I was one of them all the time. Yeah, I was one of them too. I think it's you, me, and Ted who rated the show. <laughs> no, actually, we've gotten a few more since then. <laughs> oh, nice. I think we're at about five. Yeah, possibly seven. I don't remember. <laughs> I, th- I think that this is just the thing that you're supposed to do at the end of a podcast to say, "Give us money or a review or oh, no, something." Oh no. yeah, ten ratings. Josh and I want money. Zach doesn't yeah. want any. So if you want to send it to us, 
Hey, you can find me on Steam and add dollars to my Steam account. I'm all for that. Yeah, I'm M. Joshua C. Or you can send us money through Facebook because we love money. <laughs> that is shameless promotion. That is shameless promotion right there. We, we love money. Can you give us some? Okay. We have a podcast. Give us money. Uh, so we have actually 10 ratings on iTunes, surprisingly. Yes. This Thus is, concludes this, the greatest podcast ever. This is news to me. Wow! See, wow! We definitely check everything. See, we're on we're on the ball here. <laughs> totally on the ball. That, that is the official theology gaming podcast on the ball. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Slash wave. Slash no wave. Uh, 